You're listening to the Play Big Bramble Podcast, episode 14. Welcome to the Play Big Brand Bold Podcast, inspiring you to play a bigger game, brand bolder, and stand out from the crowd. Each week, we'll be talking to startup and creative professionals about all things business to help you build your big idea, brand, and bottom line. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Suzanne Chadwick, your host. And today we are talking all about hiring into your team. And the reason that I have decided to talk about this today is because I am smack bang in the middle of hiring a digital marketing coordinator into my business. It's just going to be a casual part-time role, but I just think that when you're hiring into your business, there are some key things that I would really recommend you do and some tips that I've got for you. Now, the other thing I want to say is that hiring into your team, I know it can be scary. I know this is something that so many people try and avoid for as long as humanly possible. But the other thing I want to say is that it can really help you grow and scale your business. If you're able to do the things that you really want to do and you can outsource or hand over the things that really somebody else could be doing for you. So making sure that you really assess where you're at in your business and really understanding when it's time to start handing those things over is a good thing to do on a regular basis. Can I cope on my own? Is this working? Am I missing out on business? Am I not doing the things that I really want to do because I'm so weighed down with admin? So I would really encourage you to think about that. And different people will be at different stages of their business. And depending on what your business is, you may or may need help sooner rather than later. But today, what I wanted to talk to you about, because I'm actually interviewing for my business today. And so I wanted to share with you, I guess, how I go about it. Now, the question is, why would I be able to talk to you about this? Well, if you don't know, I actually come from a long, long background in recruitment and HR. It's where I started my corporate career. I have recruited across the globe in Australia, in the UK and in America. Uh, And I've really loved my recruitment background. I think it's really stood me in good stead when it comes to being somebody who asks a lot of questions to understand a lot more deeply what's going on. So I want to share those tips with you. So as I mentioned, I am looking for a digital marketing coordinator. I'm really hoping that in the next week I'm going to find the exact person that I want to for my team. And so the first tip I've got for you, if you are looking to hire, is have a really clear objective for the role. And this is what I mean by that is the objective for you and your business. So for me, I want to massively boost my online presence, personal brand, and basically double my content. So having a digital marketing coordinator who has their finger on the pulse and is super tech savvy is going to massively help me with this objective. So I've got a couple of VAs. They're awesome. Uh, One VA does more website development, sales pages, etc. 
for me, a bit of SEO, and she is fab, but she's not here in Melbourne. And then I've got another VA who has also done a lot of uh, worksheets for my academy, the Exchanger Academy, and has done ad hoc admin. But what I really need at this stage, especially because video and audio with my podcast and my YouTube channel and video in general, that is where I want to focus my efforts. That is where I want to really build my business from because it's what I love, it's what I do, and I think that I can play a much bigger game in my business if I can really leverage the fact that video and audio are great for me. So the other thing I want to say is how can you really take a look at what you do super well and how can you leverage that more by having somebody who's maybe doing other things to help you to shine more in that area. So I really want somebody who, when I shoot a video or when I do a podcast, they can do all of the editing for me. They can also recut things for different social platforms. But I also want somebody who is super savvy when it comes to what else we can be doing. I don't wanna be the person who's giving all the ideas. I don't wanna be the person who has to come up with all of the strategies all the time. (laughs) It's not about being lazy. It's about the fact that I have a huge amount of work and I wanna be able to do what I do best and then leave all of that to somebody who does that better than I do. So really thinking about when I do a video, recutting it for Instagram, putting it up on YouTube and doing the SEO on it and making sure that we understand what people are searching for when it comes to building their brand so that we can take a look at building my content schedule as well, which I've already got done, but there is always opportunity to improve on that. And I want somebody who's going to be able to really contribute to not only the technical side of my business, but also somebody who's got a really savvy marketing brain as well and sees opportunities uh, when they're there and comes back and says, Suze, I really think that we should be doing that. So the first thing is we're having a really clear objective for the role. This is what I want to do with my business. This is the direction I want it to go. And so in order for me to do that, I think this is the kind of person that I need. The second thing is a bit of a gap analysis. So if you're sitting there going, I really don't know what to outsource. I actually don't know what tasks I would give somebody. Then what I would recommend you do is sit down and work out all the things you do in your business. Literally sit down and write a list. Every day, what do you do? Do you go through your emails? Do you respond to emails? Do you go check all your socials? Do you respond to all your comments? Are you sending out quotes? What else are you doing? Like, what is it on a day-to-day basis that you need to do? The next thing I want you to do, once you've written a list on a piece of paper or on your computer, wherever you like to do it, I then want you to create, say, two columns next to it. One is only you can do, and the second column is somebody else could do this for you. And then go through that list and be really honest with yourself and ask, Am I the only person that can do that? So when it's doing a pitch to a client, then probably yes, you should be the one doing that, especially if you're a solopreneur. But if it's sending a quote to a client once you've decided on what that quote is going to be, potentially an admin could do that for you if you've got great systems in place. 
Also thinking about could somebody else be responding on your socials as well as you. It's not about taking you out of your business. It's just about seeing how you could maximize your time so that you can focus on more revenue generating activities and allow somebody else to be doing the administration in the background for you. So really have a think and go through that list and be really honest. And the other thing is you really need to let go. So a lot of times you might be saying, oh no, I'm the only one who could do that. But the question is, is that true? Or could you hand it over? So try not to be too precious when it comes to this list as well. Otherwise you're really going to struggle to delegate when you do get to a point where you need to, which could hinder the growth and scalability of your business. The third thing, which I think is actually one of the most important, is think about the type of person you want by your side. Yeah. So in the HR and recruitment world, we call it hiring on competency, which basically means more on experience and behavior. So it's what a person is likely to do, what is part of their value system, their DNA, how they respond to things. So for me, as I mentioned, I'm looking for somebody super proactive who can suggest what else we can be doing. Somebody who goes off and learns things on their own and then brings it back into my business. Somebody who's super driven. Uh, and then I can teach them certain skills. I can teach them how to edit the videos. I can teach them how to edit audio. I can show them the templates that we use for all of my podcast imagery across the different platforms. But what you cannot teach is attitude. And you cannot teach somebody who's hungry to learn. So when you are hiring somebody, I want you to really think about the attitude you want somebody to have because you can hire somebody who can do what you want them to do. But do you just want somebody who's just going to do the bare basics or do you want somebody who's actually going to come to you and drive some of the things in your business as well, which is something that I've done for companies that I've worked for before. It's called discretionary effort. It's basically where it doesn't matter what's going on with the business. I'm looking for other opportunities. I'm filling gaps. I'm going out and I'm teaching myself certain things. And then I'm bringing that back into the business. And that's the kind of person that I want for my business as well. So really think about it as well. It's not just about, do you like them? It's about, do they actually have the attitude to deliver what you want and to help you grow and build your business in the way that you want as well? Number four is interview prep. Now, don't be casual about how you hire. This is your business and your team. You're letting them hold your biz baby. So make sure you feel like you can trust them. And I think one of the most important things is to prepare the questions you wanna ask and then ask each person the same question. So you don't have to be boring or robotic when you do this just because you've prepared. But what it does is that it really allows you to assess each person against the same criteria. It also means that once you've spoken to or met with everybody that you are going to, you can go back and reevaluate their answers and really think over it. So when you're in that meeting, you want to be present 
Uh, you want to be listening to them. You want to be observing body language, etc. Ideas, have a really good chat. So you don't want it to be too formal, but you also want to make sure that you're asking great questions and then you're probing as well. So if I say to somebody, have you ever edited videos before? And they say, yes, I have. Okay, great. What kind of videos? What length of videos? What software did you use? Um, what did you love about it? What did you not love about it? You know, those sorts of things. How, what did you teach yourself when it came to video editing and what did somebody else teach you? You can really find out a lot about a person by probing a lot deeper when you're asking these questions. But the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you've really prepared as well. So don't take it too casually and don't miss the opportunity to really dig deep and find out more about this person because this is your time. If you hire the wrong person, you're going to spend time training them and letting them into your business. And then if it's not right, you've got to go back to the drawing board and find the right person. And you've just wasted a whole lot of time. So make sure that when you're interviewing somebody, you really understand how to interview. You understand how to get the best out of it. And if you don't know, then find somebody who can help you. There are lots of people who are career coaches. If you know somebody who's a recruiter, that can really help you to prepare. Number five is certain questions you can ask. So instead of asking, what have you done, which is definitely a question you do want to ask. One of the questions I would really recommend is ask, what would you do? Because the market is moving so quickly now, what they did two years ago isn't going to help you now if you need somebody who is digitally savvy. Asking them what their strategy would be if you needed to achieve X will give you a really good idea of how they think, what they know, what they would be willing to do and what they think good looks like. So for example, a question that I ask is, when we've got our videos, talk to me about what your strategy would be to get the most exposure or eyeballs on that video. Now, what I would potentially expect would be that we obviously shoot the video, we edit it, we put captions on it, we upload it to YouTube, we make sure that it's SEO optimized and, you know, they'll check out what else we can be doing to make sure that it's maybe being suggested when there's other videos who are of people in our industry or people are looking for a certain term. We might recut it for a one minute edit onto Instagram. We might also do a little plug on Insta stories. We might talk about it on Insta stories. We'll have visuals on Insta stories. Uh, we're obviously going to put it on Facebook as well. There's so many things that we, <laughs> we could be doing, but what you want to know is you want to kind of put a problem in front of them and see how they think. It's not about getting the answer hundred percent right. It's about, well, these are some of the things that I think we could be doing, but I'll also check out loads of other things we could do as well. So I think that really asking that question around, well, what would you do in this situation and seeing what solutions they come up with is also just as good as what have you done before. 
And obviously asking that question, so can you give me an example of a time when you had to handle a customer service issue where the customer was really disgruntled if you're hiring somebody who's going to be doing customer service or client management for you? So think about what sort of questions you're asking. Number six is talk money. Oh, did you just cringe a little bit? (laughs) It is a job. So you need to make sure that they are in your budget. Make sure you have a budget. Also think about how much you want to pay and how much you can afford. Now, the other thing that I found really interesting is that I can actually afford to have somebody in my business and, you know, pay for quite a few hours a week. But there's probably more in the pot if they wanted it, if they showed the initiative. So you need to talk money, you need to talk hours. For me, I think that right now, based on what I require them to do, I probably need somebody for maybe 15 to 20 hours a month, which isn't massive, but it's enough for right now. Now, if what they do is exceptional and it really takes my business to another level, then I would be more than happy to be putting them on for more hours or giving them more opportunities either to earn more or to do more and to be more involved in my business. So talking money really allows you to understand where you might start, but also where this could go as well. And you can start to budget for it early, but do talk money because the last thing you want to do is decide on a person. And then when you say, yes, I'd love you to join my team, how much? then you find out you can't afford them. So make sure that you do talk money up front. And if they're not sure at the time, then leave the interview where it's at and ask them to come back to you ASAP once they've had to think about it so that you can be clear and obviously put that into the mix. Because if you're budgeting for $40 an hour or whatever it is, and they're saying, well, I'm $70 an hour, then that's obviously not going to work for you. And you do want to pay for quality, but you also have a budget that you have to stick to. Number seven is give the process the time it needs for you to make the right decision. I think a lot of times we kind of throw it out there and say, hey, I'm looking for a VA. We get a couple of suggestions. We might have a quick chat with people and then we dive in. So really think through all of these tips that I'm giving you around having a clear objective, doing a bit of a gap analysis, thinking about the type of person, doing your interview prep, etc means that it's going to take you a little bit of time if you've not done this before to go through that process and give yourself time to think and assess what you want and who's going to be right for you. Number eight is trial periods. Now, once again, if this is the first time you're hiring or you've been burnt in the past, trial periods can be a great way to hire somebody into your business. You can basically say, let's spend you know, the next month or two working together. Let's see how it goes. Let's see what we can do together and if we're the right fit, etc., and give it a go. And I think actually saying that up front is good because then it's also set in their mind that you really want to see the best of them. This is their opportunity to shine. This is their opportunity to really prove themselves. You know, you're not looking for a new best friend. You're looking for a new team member, somebody who's going to work for you and be able to execute and do the things that you really need them to do. So whilst you might become friends with people and you obviously want to work with people that you like, it's really important. You also want to make sure that you've been really clear that this is an opportunity and it's something that both of you can try out 
for the next month or so and then come back and kind of go, yeah, this is really working and you can make it official and go from there. So the next thing is onboarding. Be really clear what you need them to do and be prepared to spend time showing them exactly how to do things. I think one of the things that I've learned uh, from my own mistakes as well as what I've seen other people doing is that you get somebody on board, you kind of go, okay, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And then you just expect them to know exactly how it's done. So something that is worth doing is documentation in your business. Something I've really learned to do once again, because I do love video, etc., is that when I'm in the middle of doing something, then I record myself doing it and talking through why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, etc. And then I save that so that If I've got somebody coming onto my team or I want somebody to do something for me, I can literally just send them a link and say, can you just watch this five minute video on how I put all of my images together for the podcast and what images I use and then where I post them and what I do with them. And that could literally be a five to 10 minute video that they just need to watch once. And then from there on, they know exactly what to do. But As we said before, when you've got your gap analysis, you've got all the tasks that you want them to do. I want you to go through each of those tasks and think about you're explaining it to somebody who may never have done it before. Now, they may have done newsletters for other people. They may have done social media for other people. But do they understand how you like it done? Do they understand what you want to talk about, how you format things, what it looks like for your business? So, The onboarding, once you've actually found this amazing person, is super important as well. And it's definitely worth spending more time on. So really documenting the different processes in your business, if it's something that you do over and over again, I think is definitely worth it. Now for me, because I'm looking for somebody who can do video editing and I'm kind of wanting somebody who can push me a bit more and suggest new things, there may not be a documented way that we do video. Like when I do a video, I use Camtasia. It's fairly simple editing. I can do some animations, etc. Especially when it's a vlog, it doesn't need to be anything too fancy because the message is the main thing. But with some of the other projects that I want to do, I kind of have some ideas around some fun and funky things. That might be something that we learn together and that we build processes around together. But there will always be some basic things that you want done and you know how you want them done. And there's a process that you've created. Now, if you've hired the right person, They might be somebody who really adds so much value to your business by streamlining what you do or how you do it, or they suggest great tips or tools that you could be using or that they could be using for you. So really utilizing the person that you've got is tip number 10, is really take advantage of somebody who is keen to help your business be better and run better and somebody who has expertise maybe through working with other clients and they've seen something done better and they're now suggesting it to you. So really being open as well, I think as a business owner is really important and really thinking about saying to them, take a look at everything that we're doing. This is the process that I've used. If you want to see how we do it and 
obviously I would love you to follow that. But if you see an opportunity for us to be more streamlined, for us to do things better, if you see somebody doing something that you think we could be doing as well that would really benefit our business, then I want you to suggest that to me. I want you to tell me what it's about and show me how we can do it. So I think being a business owner who really allows their team to contribute in a really positive way so that you're not the only person trying to grow your business. Obviously, you're going to be the main person growing your business uh, and you always want to be looking at the future and where your business is going and making sure that you're really working towards your vision by really utilizing other people's strengths and their desire to be useful and their desire to really help you be the best you can be, I think is so, so important. Uh, but I also think it takes a bit of humility from us to say, you know something, I don't actually know everything and I may not be the best at everything. So it's okay for me to say to somebody, let me know what you think and maybe make some suggestions. Those are my 10 points on how you can hire somebody into your team with a bit more planning and a bit more focus and hopefully you come out the other end with a really great result and a really great team member that you love. So just to go over them again, number one is have a really clear objective for the role. Really know why you're hiring this person and what you want this role to do for your business. Number two, if you don't know what to outsource, do a gap analysis. Write down everything in your business, put the two columns next to it of what you can only do and what somebody else could do for you. Number three, think about the type of person you want by your side. You want to hire somebody based not only on skill, but on attitude as well. Number four is really prepare for your interview. Write down your questions, be consistent with what you ask different people so you can really assess them against each other. Number five is ask the question, what would you do rather than just what have you done? Because our space, the online space, the business world is moving at a such a fast pace that you really need to make sure that you that they're right there beside you and they're thinking ahead and they know what are some great things you could be doing. Number six is talk money from the start. Number seven, give the process the time that it needs. Really allow yourself time to make the right decisions. Number eight is be okay with a trial period. Number nine is onboarding them really well. And number 10 is allow them to be part of your team, make suggestions and help you achieve what you really want. I hope that this podcast has been of benefit to you. I'll let you know how I go <laughs> with my hiring and uh, I'm really excited to get somebody on board. I'm looking forward to having somebody who's really switched on and savvy uh, and somebody who can give me some really great suggestions on what else we could be doing whilst I'm busy in the work, working with my clients all the time. So if you want to check out more, then make sure you follow us on, at the connection exchange underscore on Instagram or Suzanne Chadwick TCX on Facebook. Head over to theconnectionexchange.com and sign up. You get my weekly letters of love to you and some great content to boot. Or you can just sign up to get updates on this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Play Big Brand Bold online course, course helping women in business to play a bigger game, get confident, clear and capable 
and brand bolder so that you really love what you're putting out there. I hope you have an awesome day and I can't wait to connect with you on our next podcast.